your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by the Sensory Learning Center with host and mother of a recovering child with autism, Betsy Hicks. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the hosts, guests, and callers. In the next hour, Betsy and her guests illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Betsy Hicks. Hello. Welcome to our show today. It's only been in the last few years that doctors have acknowledged that negative emotions play such a vital role in our physical well-being. In fact, our bodies have very strong reactions to emotions. Just think about how your heart pounds when you're frightened or how you cry, get a lump in your throat when you're sad, how your palms become sweaty when you're anxious or afraid. Um, For me personally, it's my stomach and how I feel my stomach getting upset for a variety of emotional reasons. The bad news is if these negative emotions aren't dealt with, they can have a profound effect and impact on our physical health. Symptoms of autism can even result from emotions. How can this be? Why can unresolved emotions make us ill? Well, we will be exploring those questions today with my guest, Lindsay Kenny. <coughs> Lindsay is a life coach who teaches EFTs, to, which is emotional freedom technique, to many different genres, including families with autism. Welcome, Lindsay, to our show today. Thank you, Betsy. I'm glad to be here. I... Um, I know a, a, a decent amount about emotional freedom technique because I've been doing it for quite a few years, way before I think it even got, had much in the way of publicity. Oh. Um, but I, I have to ask, or at least first bring this up to the people that are listening today. I think it's really interesting, and, and a friend of mine, Beth, pointed this out to me the other day. She said, you know, when she was in the hospital and had celiac disease and the doctors really did not know what was wrong with her and she was really at a very very extremely severely sick state and she was down to like eight, 70 or 80 pounds and she was she wasn't going to be here much longer unless somebody figured out something and the doctors kept saying to her over and over again it's all in your head and i think that story she says now it's really funny because I knew it wasn't in my head. I knew I had something physically wrong, and, of course, she found out she had celiac disease and she recovered from being so tremendously sick. But now she says, but you know what? It really was all in my head (laughs) because all disease comes from emotion. Yeah, that's my belief. And so so, I think that this is a concept very difficult for people to understand, especially those who are in a traditional medical box of, you know, that that physical and, emo- and, and emotions are so strongly re- are separated. Can you talk about how they are interrelated? Sure. I, wanna, I, I, I do, Betsy, and, and thank you for, the, for that introduction and that uh, explanation. It's very accurate that the cause um, about emotions. And <clears throat> the reason emotions can cause illness is not because it's in your head. It's not like psychosomatic illnesses. Let me just back up and describe what causes a negative emotion, and then that will help okay. make sense. Good. The cause of all negative emotions is a disruption in the body's energy system. The cause, the cause of all negative emotions is a disruption in the body's energy system. Okay. 
And so what that means, the body's energy system is one of four major symptoms or movements in our body. There's the movement of blood going through our veins and arteries, breath going through our respiratory system, um, food and water going through our digestive tract, and, and energy in the form of electricity that goes through our body, throughout our body as well. And that vital energy, which the Chinese call qi, moves through our body by way of 14 tiny meridians called, uh, pathways called meridians. And I'm sure that the listeners are probably familiar somewhat with the meridian system. It's where acupuncturists uh, stick needles or acupressures uh, press on those meridians. Well, when something happens <clears throat> to us out in the world, somebody kicks your dog or somebody screams at you or your computer or hard drive fries, it causes a, dis- a shock somewhere along those energy pathways, like a disruption, like putting a screwdriver in the back of an electrical appliance or taking the battery out of, a, of an appliance. It causes a, a shortage, so to speak. I call it a kink in that body, those energy pathways. It's that kink that actually causes the negative, negative emotions. So it's different from what we normally think of, that something bad happens, somebody screams at you, and you get upset. Mm-hmm. But simultaneously to that scream, it causes a shock in your system. In fact, we, we feel that sometimes. It's like, oh, there's a, like a shock. Sure. I'm going to grab your heart. Sure. Oh, my goodness. Sure. That shock is what causes the negative emotion. And that's contrary to what we normally believe, but we know it's true based on empirical evidence. Because if we remove that shock, which is what we do with EFT, we remove that disruption, the negative emotion dissipates. So it's not so much in our head as it is in our body. So everything that happens in your life that's a negative thing that, that causes that where we experience um, anger, frustration, stress, anxiety, um, guilt, grief, uh, jealousy, embarrassment, those, those emotions that we experience are caused by a disruption somewhere along the meridian pathways. Even if you go to counseling, for years, a lot of people go for months and years to, to the therapist and still feel guilty because their house burned down because they left a cigarette burning in the bed or that their parent died or their loved one uh, divorced them or, or whatever. They're, even after counseling, they're still experiencing the motion because the disruption, the kink, is still in their energy pathways. So with emotional freedom techniques, we simply stimulate those pathways by tapping on the upper uh, body and the face while addressing that particular issue. And somehow, miraculously, and we don't even quite understand it, it sends little tiny shockwaves throughout that meridian system, that energy, those energy pathways, and slowly, but pretty quickly, I mean gradually, but quickly, it unblocks that kink or that uh, disruption and the motion just dissipates. Mm-hmm. So somebody might come to me and say, well, I'm feeling terribly guilty about um, having an emotionally disturbed child because I, I knew I carried that gene and I shouldn't have um, had a child. And we give that a number. Well, how guilty do you feel or ashamed? Well, they might say a ten, on a scale of 1 to 10 to 10. So we start tapping on that simply by tapping on the, <clears throat> on the meridian points where these meridians come to the surface, vortexes on the face and the upper body, these 14 points. And saying, even though I feel this guilt, I love and accept myself anyway. And then we we continue to tap and address it in a certain way. <clears throat> After two rounds, which takes about 30 seconds, I'll say, now where is your guilt? And they say, gee, well, you know what? It's Now it's only a seven. That's weird. And we, then we do it again, and then it'll drop to a four or five, and then to a two, and then a zero. So in the course of maybe 20 minutes, their, guilt, their lifetime of guilt could be gone. Now, so 
sometimes it takes longer than that, but maybe an hour or as opposed to months, weeks, or, or years with traditional therapy. Um, and sometimes it, it takes five minutes. So the, the miracle behind it is just the, in the, the swiftness of its action and the completeness, the, the longevity of it, because once it's really eradicated, it stays gone. And so it's a, <clears throat> it's a, an amazing technique that really is sweeping the, not just the country, but the world with thousands of practitioners all over the world that use this technique. I'm a master EFT practitioner. There's just 28 of us in the world, and uh, we realized how powerful this is for any issue, but particularly for parents of special needs children. Exactly. Now, I, I would love, and you're probably, I, I, you've probably heard my story before, but I'd love to tell you about my first experience with Please. EFTs. Because um, if, if there was any way to have gotten this on film, um, we would have scientifically proven this <laughs> to no to, to no other level. Um, my my experience, and, and Lindsay, I know you don't know much about me um, other than I'm interviewing you here today. But my my husband is a holistic medical doctor mm-hmm. who was not always holistic, and and the two of us. Um, about seven years ago started exploring holistic medicine and we employed this wonderful woman named Beth who is the one who I was telling you who had the celiac disease and such. Mm-hmm. And she um, she's a medical intuitive. She's just truly, in my opinion, the greatest that I've ever met for um, as a medical intuitive, just very high caliber, extremely good at what she does, and she can see what's really happening in your body as it's happening. So one of the things that as John, my husband, and I were starting to explore holistic medicine and, and getting into this, one of the things, first thing she taught us was EFTs. Mm-hmm. And um, I was having extreme self-esteem problems at that time, um, a, a lot of which <laughs> tremendously overcome, which is why I'm on the radio. Mm-hmm. But uh, extreme self-esteem. So she had me do these the, the EFTs. And as she was watching me, she said, Electrical sparks are just completely flying off of you like you wouldn't believe. Hmm. So, okay, you know, this, now today after working with her for six years, I believe everything she says. Back then it was like, okay, whatever, that's fine. The next day, I, uh, my husband's working and I decide to take a bath. And I get in the bathtub and I said, you know, I'm relaxed. Maybe I should do some of those EFTs that Beth was talking to me about. And I started to do it. Well, all of a sudden, I felt as if somebody had put an electric eel in my bathtub. Oh, my goodness. I was getting pinpricks so severe, and I wanted to be in that bathtub so badly, but the pinpricks were so severe, I had to get out. And they would not go away, and it wasn't until I dried myself, and I called the office, and I said, what's going on? What just happened to me? And she says, remember, I saw electrical currents coming out of your body. So that's the one I haven't heard. That somebody almost electrocuting. <laughs> I tap in the shower all the time. I've never experienced that. Yeah. We, are, we are working with a body's energy pathways, and the, and the medical profession acknowledges that energy, that electricity, by they measure it in the brain with uh, EEGs and in the heart with EKGs. It's not a woo-woo thing. We have electricity, you know, in sort of electrolytes. Sure. We have it in our system. But that means you had a lot of blocked meridians in your system, Betsy. And so I you were un- when you unblock them, that <laughs> electricity starts flowing, which is a good thing. It was a very interesting experience. And, you know, in many ways I know that that is what had to happen to me to make me a believer. And it was, I mean, oh. it, there was no question now that I, I believe in this 100%. And, and, I, and I've done it ever since. 
um, and, and in many other different techniques, but I think it's, it's a very powerful one to do. And um, I, I want what we're going to talk about today for anybody who's listening is this is something that's so important for the parents, for anybody. It doesn't have to be related to autism. But we are going to have later on the show joining us is Jocelyn Cochran, and she's going to be talking about her experience of doing it with her 16-year-old son and how um, how extremely beneficial it has been for him. And I'm so fascinated to hear this because um, I, I, my daughter sometimes will be in the back seat of the car with my son, who's now 14, and he'll start having um, some sort of anxiety piece, and they will just... They'll tap for him, and they'll they'll just and and the funny thing is they're not really sure what they're doing, and they don't necessarily hit it all right. And that's one of the things I want to talk to you about. We're going to be going to a break in a little bit, but when we get back, what I want to talk about is I know you can't explain point point by point um, how it's done now, and I know that that information is on our website, and we'll give that out. But I'd like to talk about the precision of it. How exact does it have to be? Can you make mistakes? Those kinds of things. We're going to go to a quick break right now. When we, back, when we get back, we'll have Lindsay Kenny talking to us more about the t- technique involved in emotional freedom technique. Great. Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute, and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies, and we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the Sensory Learning Program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. In the realm of mental health, psychiatry is often misunderstood. On Good Psychiatry is Good Medicine with host and forensic psychiatrist Dr. Ron Kennedy Bailey. Find out the truth behind the myths, rumors, disparities, and misconceptions about the broad spectrum of mental illness and treatment options. Dr. Bailey educates and informs with truthful, factual, honest, and direct communication of information regarding mental health issues and topics to further enhance the overall medical and legal areas in health care. For the best information on ADHD, psychopharmacology, forensic, and psychiatric health concerns, tune into Good Psychiatry is Good Medicine with Dr. Ron Kennedy Bailey every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On mind, brain, and body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. 
mind, brain, and body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Betsy. We are back with Lizzie Kenny, and we are talking about emotional freedom technique, otherwise known as EFTs. And let's talk a little bit more about the technique involved, Lindsay, what's involved with, with actually doing it. Well, uh, there's a what we call a setup statement that you do by tapping on the side of your uh, palm. And rather than try to describe all of the points, you can go to my website at lkcoaching.com, click on the free stuff page, and you can actually download photos um, and, and instructions of how to do the ba- how to do basic EFT. And but on the side of the hand, below the the little finger, that fleshy point, you do it. There's a setup point there where you can tap and state the problem in a real simple form. It could be even though my son has uh, autism and I feel guilty about it, or I'm stressed out about it, or I'm frustrated about it, or whatever it is. I love and accept myself anyway. And you do it in that way. The negative couched with a positive affirmation of uh, I deeply and profoundly accept who I am, I love and accept myself, uh, something along those lines. You do that three times, and then you simply tap on the meridian points, which is basically the beginning of the eyebrows, uh, on the outside of the eyes, under the eyes, under the nose, under the mouth, which is you know on that little divot in the chin, just directly under the collarbone. I know I'm going quickly, but that's okay. All of these are on the website. Under the arms, about six inches under the arms. Under the breast, about three inches on the liver point. And then be bumping the wrist together where the hand meets the wrist. And then the fingers on the top of the head. There are 14 uh, points. Those are There's only nine places to tap because there's three points, uh, a couple of places on the wrist. That's it. You're, you're saying the reminder statement, this, this guilt or this sadness, or this anger, whatever your issue is, <clears throat> and uh, you reassess it, come back and say, okay, did I feel any better? You do that twice, that round from the, mm-hmm. the eyebrows all the way around at the top of the head. You do that twice and say, do I feel any better? Most people will have a reduction in their intensity and in their feelings. <clears throat> and then you do the same thing again. Even though I still have some of this problem, this anxiety or guilt, whatever it might be, I love and accept myself. And they go around again, and you do that until it's completely gone. It usually takes three, four rounds until it's uh, at a zero. And you want to get it at a zero because then it's completely gone. And why this is so important, Patsy, that it gets to zero is because if a parent is carrying around guilt, shame, blame, sadness, anxiety, frustration, anger about having a special needs child, they're going to put that on the kid. They will. The child will experience that. When I'm upset, my dog knows it. And I know people that have pets can tell that as well. Their cat or dog knows if they're upset, even if they may not be overtly crying, because they they're in tune to that energy that we put out. Well, little little kids and even older kids can experience that too. Is a child you remember when your parents were upset or fighting? You knew it. You may not have even known the language yet, but you knew it. And so when a parent is feeling guilty and they treat a child differently as a result of that, it affects the child. If a parent can get rid of their guilt, shame, anxiety, frustration, resentment, or whatever they feel, not only are are they going to be 100% better as a person, 
they'll be a better parent, and their child will benefit from that result. It's really just that simple. It, it, and that is so, so tremendously huge. And uh, as, a, as somebody who runs a holistic medical center and sees the families come in here one after the next, um, one of our biggest concerns and kind of an area that we really, it's kind of a fragile area to approach is the dynamics of the family and what the emotions that are going on in the family unit itself because it's such an integral part of the child's healing. It, to, to be able to really get them to feel whole again, we need to, to hit the whole family. Right. There's some, there's some sort of a, a um, subconscious belief that if, if we really are regretful or remorseful yes. or sad or guilty, somehow that evens the playing field, somehow that we're, that's going to make the other person better. And, in fact, it, it makes them worse. You, you don't feel good when somebody has done something toward you that, that uh, and they keep apologizing over and over and over <laughs> and you go okay right. okay it's fine really forget it it's okay and then they analogy. keep showing how they are all the time by being deferential toward you and then pretty soon it's annoying yes and <clears throat> it doesn't make you feel any better and you just want to say get out of here well the, to a child that's in a developmental stage and a particularly special needs child uh, it, it, it keeps them stuck and then another Two other people in the family that benefit types of people are the spouses and especially other siblings. I would say a large population of my clients are adult siblings of, of um, adult children with, with special needs. In other words, they may be in their 40s now, but their problems started when they were a child and they had a brother and sister who was somehow disabled or, or had special needs, and all the attention in the family went to that special needs child the, the children and the family that weren't affected suffered in some way. They didn't get the attention. They didn't get the acknowledgement for getting good grades from, from being great kids, and they felt guilty that they were resentful <laughs> that they didn't sure. get the attention. Sort of a double whammy, like, I, gee, I'm, I'm ashamed that I want attention when little, little Jimmy has so many problems, and, but, gee, I just want somebody to know that I got straight A's and that I emptied the dishwasher and have been doing the laundry and that sort of a thing, and it, it it really does affect the other kids in the family when one child gets too much attention, and it, it negatively impacts the special needs child when their parent is uh, dealing from a point of anger, resentment, frustration, guilt, sadness, um, shame. I can't stress that enough. That's it's, it's big. That's so so big. I, I hope that everybody is really listening to that because so many of the families are so caught up in the anger of what happened to their child. And, it, and the guilt is, is certainly a big piece, but a lot of it is stemmed just in basic anger. Uh-huh. And then that anger goes off to our children who feel that they um, it really just illuminates for them that something's wrong with them right. because, yes, because yes. you are angry. Yes, yes that's right. And there's a, a friend of mine who said, anger is such a worthless emotion, and as are things like resentment and guilt he said that being angry at somebody else it's like taking poison yourself and hoping the other person dies because mm. it doesn't do any yeah. good if you're angry at the system analogy. because they are not supporting you you're not getting the education you need nobody's listening to your needs about it and that anger builds in you it's hurting you physically as well as emotionally um, the other person could care less but more importantly the residual of that it's hurting is hurting the child so what i say to parents is first and foremost you need to take care of your children's mother 
or your children's father, whichever gender they are. Take care of yourself first. That is going to be the best gift that you can give to your special needs child. That's exactly, exactly true. Now, on that being said, there are ways to do this for your special needs child, and I know that um, Jocelyn's going to be talking about that when, after our next break, but um, this can be done. You can do this surrogately, correct? Yes, and you can do it. For, yes, you tap on yourself for the child. You can you can say, even though Bobby is upset right now, um, I know that he knows that I love him very much, and I want him to be calm and relaxed. That would be your setup statement, or what, whatever the issue is. I'm saying if they are anxious, and then you simply tap on Bobby's anxiety. Bobby's anxiety. At each point, you're saying whatever that issue is. Bobby's anxiety. Bobby's anxiety, uh, or fear, or whatever it is, and you'll notice them calming down. We just did not did an experience, uh, experiment at our master showcase in Boston just two weeks ago where we had somebody on stage hooked up to brainwave monitors and you could see the brainwaves on this big screen on the TV, literally see the guy's anxiety about being on the stage. Wow. And he did not tap on himself. The audience tapped for him. Oh, wow. And you could, visit, you could see it on the screen. He's got these probes all over him and was being administered by medical people. And um, you could actually see the anxiety going up. In fact, when his father, something about his father was mentioned, and you could see the lines go boom way out to the side. It was a color bars across the stream. Off the screen when it's just the name of his, uh, the mention of his father. And the audience is tapping based on what Gary Craig, the founder of EFT, was on stage telling us, you know, what to say. We're tapping. The guy on stage was not. And that surrogate tapping completely changed to the the elect- electronic impulses, the brain waves uh, in his in his brain. It was, but, but can you change, you know, everybody has their own path and their own way. I mean, I'm thinking about a lot of wives right now are thinking they want to do it for their husbands and, and vice versa. No, yeah, you know, and, that's different. And, and, and so, so you can do, I mean, when, what does the intention need to be in order for it to be successful, I guess? A good saying. intention of, of helping that child. I do not think that it's okay to tap surrogately for somebody that you want to change because they're being mean to you or you want them to fall in love with you or give you money or something like that. <laughs> Gee, I tap, tap, tap. I know my boss is mean. I want him to give me a raise and, and get a promotion. That That's not ethical, and I don't think it would work. But to tap on someone who's not capable of tapping on themselves, if an autistic child is capable of tapping, on themselves, it's it's, and you tell them what to say. It it can help them, but you can tap on them physically while you're saying the things, and that'll help calm them down. You can tap on yourself, saying it as either as if you were them or saying their name. So you can do it first person, second person, or third person. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. They, if you believe in the body's energy connection, when we're all connected, it somehow magically works. So you can tap for your pets and, and others. You can find that information on my website, too, right. to tap surrogately. So can you tap, and we only have like another minute and a half before we go to break, but can you tap for a situation, for example, um, I, I've not even, you know, uh, let's say world peace or, or global yes, warming. Yes, yes, absolutely. In fact, that's our one of our goals is that we can affect the planet by enough of us tapping on on world peace, a peace or or being the awareness of global warming and things like that. You can absolutely change the tide of things. I believe you know they've done, they've done experience experiments with this in crime. I believe in Boston in the 90s where several people tapped on lowering the crime rate and it I heard it. About. And I'm not sure they tapped. Actually, it might have been meditation, but it, I know that it's, the sure. crime rate dropped considerably. Sure, sure. 
Well, okay, good. We are going to take a break, but when we get back, we're going to have Jocelyn join us and talk about her experience with doing it with her son. Don't go away. We'll be right back. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute. And the main issue, to sum everything up, is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies. And we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the Sensory Learning Program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. We're back with Lindsay Kenny talking about emotional freedom technique. And joining us now is Jocelyn Cochran, who has a 16-year-old son with autism and who has used EFT successfully with her own son. Thank you, Jocelyn, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so interested to hear your story because I have not heard it, and I'm glad it's going to hit to me fresh right now. Tell me, <laughs> tell me your story. Okay, well, thank you. Um, I... I I love sharing this story because um, I came across EFT at a, a ladies' workshop back in March of 2007, so that's this year, so I'm really new to it all, but um, just the um, just the whole technique and what it um, brings to my child and my ability to be a parent to that child. And I actually have three teenagers. They're 15, 16, 17. And my autistic son 
or the one that's in the autism spectrum, he's the middle child. So um, not only does he have frustration um, being the middle child and feeling possibly caught in the middle and maybe not having the freedoms that his older sibling who now drives and holds a job, um, and he'd like to see himself step into that, but isn't able to do that at this point. Um, uh, with with what I find with Kyle is that being a teenager now and the hormones racing and and all of that um, that comes along with being a teenager, uh, he can he can have episodes where he's very angry mm-hmm. or resentful, mm-hmm. and those emotions are so strong, especially in a male. Um, with you know that testosterone and and finding his way and um, and with a child in this spectrum, the thing that I find that's so unique and wonderful about these kids are that their emotions are very authentic and and sincere and and unbiased. So you really do know um, when they're having an episode or they're having um, a feeling or emotion that they can't quite deal with. And EFT has afforded me um, the ability to touch in with him. And he is high-functioning, so he's able to tap for himself. Um, And it's wonderful to see that through the process of EFT, that rage, you know, that anger, um, and that's at a 10-plus at times, comes down. And as Lindsay was saying, you know, you work through it until it comes down to a zero, and he's a totally different kid after we've had, you know, our, our EFT session, you know, and that could be at a party. That could be, you know, um, um, an argument with a sibling or, or his father or, or even with me, you know. <laughs> Doug, I'm so curious to know how you were able to talk him into doing this because my big question is even with I have very open-minded, out-of-the-box teenager who's my son's twin sister and even hers is like yeah but how do I really know it's working and then of course that piece of doubt mm. changes the intention and so how how are you able to convince him that this is going to really help him well um, I take I, I, you know, of course you can't just go at them and start tapping on them right. or, or you know, listen to me, this is going to work. I mean, that that won't work with anybody. Um, you know, I quietly um, talk with him, you know, through his agitation or through his frustration, resentment, and I reason with him to his best ability at that point and ask him, well, would you like to feel better? Oh, good. So I, I open that question to him. So that is his choice. Um, and and that I open that question to both you know um, all of my children you know because I mean they all have their own things that they go through one who's you know in, um, under the stress of senior being a senior in college and and all of that and and um, and you know those responsibilities and and it really is a choice and he will you know in that frustration ninety nine percent of the time say yes I do want to feel. Um, better. I want, you know, some resolve to this in, in some sense. And, and so that's how I'm able to open that door and get in there with them. Bessie, can I just yeah, please, Lindsay. For children that are, um, that are maybe younger than that, that are, you know, pre, from preschool, if they, if they have language skills at all, we need preschool through teenage, 
um, I try to, to communicate with them at the at their at the age appropriate level. So if they are little kids, um, first I try I ask the adult ahead of time uh, what their fun things are. It could be Barbie dolls or dinosaurs or something like that. And um, I'll ask them if they want to experience some dinosaur magic or ninja magic or. Um, I'm drawing a blank for whatever kids are excited about these days. You know, it could be different things. And they use the word magic, uh, and then maybe call the spots that were the, the tapping points uh, dinosaur spots or magic spots or ninja Excellent. spots or something like that, and do it in their language. But using the word magic or something else that's appropriate to their sure. age group, sure. and then have them say, Okay, so what we're going to do with this magic is have it change how you feel. So tell me how you feel now. And they go, well, I'm mad. I'm upset. Or I don't know. Or you say, well, it sounds like you're a little frustrated. Well, yeah, I am. Mommy won't let me do this. Or how, again, it's, with autistic kids, it depends on their language skills and how well they can communicate. But if they can articulate how they feel, then you say, let's see if we can magically change that. And then you tap on them or have them tap. It's better if they can tap on themselves because they like being involved in it. Yes. And some kids don't want somebody touching them. So, again, it depends on the child. You tap and you say, now how do you feel? And they go, I feel better. And if you give them a number in the beginning uh, or have them hold their hands apart, you know, how do you say how much does mommy and daddy love you and you hold your hands all the way apart, then have them use that measurement and they go, now it's only this much, now it's only this much. I had one little seven-year-old girl, I said on a scale of one to ten, how much is it? And she goes, um, 7.265. She gave me a percentage, and she did that all the way down the scale. 1.73. Oh, that's excellent. Now zero. So kids are very responsive because they don't have the resistance that we have, and they don't. you don't have to convince them it's going to work. Here, let's, let's just see if you can make this be magic. So you kind of let them be the one that's caused you go good for you see what you did wow yeah. that's let's see if you can do it again and you do it again until they get themselves down to zero and then yay and they get so excited the next time when they get upset you want to do those magic points again yeah, yeah. and so it makes it gets them involved in it, as opposed to you trying to talk them into something yeah i i think i've overdone it with my kids i i am just i'm so out of the box and i've introduced them to so many funky things that uh-huh. they they kind of <laughs> The older they get, the more they're like, okay, Mom, whatever makes you happy, just don't don't burn sage in our house anymore because we're afraid of what our kids are going to say, our friends are going to say. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm the funky mom, but I, I do think that they have seen enough, and uh, at least my, my other girls. So what I am, so Jocelyn, tell me now, does your son, um, he voluntarily does this on his own now, right? Um, no, not voluntarily. No, I okay. mean um, because we're. I'm just really starting to use sure, it with sure. him. Um, maybe since the summer on, and um, uh, yeah, and I do really want to explore that world with him. You know, um, but little by little. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, like, even like. Um, uh, uh, I'd, I'd like to try where it's a nightly ritual, you know, where we right. look at something from the day and let's, you know, l- you know, let's take a look at this. What what would we like to improve on or make better or, you know, um, co- conversations with friends, you know, because, I mean, he's a teenager and he's he's dying to reach out and how, you know, how um, how can I feel better about myself to do that, you know, what what could possibly be blocking him, you know. 
Um, Can you imagine how they could improve test scores if they allowed this into the school system? Yeah. Well, they are too. There are there are actually uh, uh, people working toward that goal now. A lot of educators are trying to get it into the school systems, and I believe there's a forum a forum on uh, emofree.com, and I think it even has a website. I think it's called EFT for Kids, using mm-hmm. the, the numeral for it, EFTforKids.com, okay. where they do they are really working to get it into the school system. It would change our planet if children knew how to deal with their emotions at a at a younger age. It certainly make parenting a lot easier. Well, and and just the illness in general, and oh, yeah. that's something that on our our next segment I want to talk to you more about um, the, the basic emotions that actually hurt our body and how they get stuck and things such as that. Okay. But but um, as we as we finish up with Jocelyn, is there anything else that you want to add, Jocelyn, about your experience with this and what you may say to a skeptical parent? Um, you know it it has been. Um, just a wonderful um, technique to learn discovery um, it 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 ties you with your child it allows them to be uh, emotionally authentic because uh, oftentimes those emotions that we stuff and hide and can't truly address um, those become our blocks yeah. so this process helps us to be emotionally authentic and release it and move forward right and that's and that isn't that where we all want to go and all we want for our children to be um, going into just one other question that I have about your son mm-hmm. in that because the, the piece about the intention still intrigues me is that I can imagine that it must be doubly triply quadruply powerful for depending on the intention of the person who's actually doing it and if and if they want to get better if they want to feel better. Um, does your son, do you, does he do it as more of a, a rote thing that he's doing because of you, or do you think that he's really understanding that he can change his, his, his own body? Uh, I, I do believe that he does um, do it because he knows he can change the situation. Okay. I mean, he's had the benefits of, um, you know, going through um, the EFT process with me, you know, um, a number of times for uh, a few different given situations. And, um, you know, it's like a cloud lifted, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. he's able to, like, just, you know, the sun's risen, you know. Right. And, and who doesn't want that, you know. Um, but, yes, you're right. It, it, when that emotion's on you and that cloud's hovering over you or, or whatever um, the situation can be, it can be difficult to, you know, say, let, well, let's, you know, consider doing this or, um, you know, yeah, that that could be something that, you know, you have to find a way to open that door for them. I think um, it's possible. I think yeah. you've highlighted many different wonderful ways of making it possible. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll go back with Lindsay Kenny. Lindsay, I want to talk to you more about the actual emotions that are hurting our body and what they are doing in the in, taking in the form of disease as well. Okay. We'll be right back with Lindsay Kenny. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute, and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper 
who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies and we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the sensory learning program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. We are back with Lindsay Kenny as I continue to reveal every. But it, you know, if anybody listens to my shows very often. They're, they're going to know every last emotional thing in my life is left because I've revealed every little trickles of it for each particular show. But, um, you know, the day that I went to my first autism support group, I, um, had, I went home and immediately had to be rushed to the hospital because I was having a spastic colon. Um, my last IEP meeting, I had such tremendous anger that I came home and I couldn't sleep because my kidneys were hurting so badly. Um, this is something that people are I need to be made aware of, is that every, every different emotion was, was hitting me in a different way. And there's some great books that are out there. I know Louise Hay was one of the pioneers with a lot of these different books. There's another one that the name is escaping me right now that is so fantastic, but you can get some good information about if you're having a specific pain, where what emotion may be causing it. But let's talk about the diseases themselves and how to free yourself of disease using EFTs. Lindsay, can you talk on that? Um, yes, and I, I would. Uh, you're right about the. There are certain emotions that you can kind of predict wh- what the disease is going to be. I know that grief is, uh, is often a, causes respiratory problems, but not al- always. It can also cause cancer. Grief right. can also cause IBS. So the thing is, rather than deal than 
worry too much about which what which motion caused my problem, my fibromyalgia or cancer or Parkinson's or multiple sclerosis, is say, what traumas have I experienced in my life? And uh, go back and clear those up. Now, a lot of things, most, a lot of these things are complex issues that people can't do on their own. They need practitioner support to do that because you have to un- uh, un- kind of peeling the onion sure. and go back and un- undo things, especially traumatic things from our youth, which can be very complex. And I did a program in Boston have a technique called the bundling baggage technique that helps people clear up a, a whole childhood full or even a lifetime full of trauma very quickly, repetitive tra- traumatic events. So sometimes people have a, lot, a series of different things in their lives, the horrible things that have happened, divorces and betrayals and deaths and what well, we all do. We just have a lifetime of that. that. Compounded, that, that energy blockage in your system would be tantamount to putting a little BB, like a little tiny marble in your bloodstream every time something negative happened to you. Imagine 10, 20, 30 years later uh, if you had a bloodstream full of little tiny marbles in your system. Of course, you're not only going to be lethargic and heavy, you're going to be sick. And Mm -hmm. one of those is going to get stuck in the heart and die. It's called a heart attack or, or an ambulism or a stroke. It's very similar with the emotions. You have these little blocks in your system with emotions and eventually they will catch up to you. I have dealt with hundreds and hundreds of serious illnesses and I have yet to find one that could not be traced back to something traumatic that happened in the person's lifetime or a series of repetitive traumatic events like right. like abuses or molestations or just being treated horrible by parents, being belittled and made, uh, made to feel ashamed and like you were worthless and not good enough. Those things later absolutely will show up as, as negative. Yeah, and, and fear. I want to add fear into that because Absolutely. I see that so often. People that live every, that they're so afraid of getting disease that they put all of their energy towards that disease. Right. And, and then they get it. Right. And if you believe in the law of attraction, it's right. going to just attract more of it. If you've been in your life, if you've been seriously afraid, anxious, been ashamed, put down, criticized, bullied, uh, humiliated, embarrassed, or any of those things hurt, heartbroken, uh, over and over and over again, you've got lots and lots of little traumatic blockages in your system. And if that's not dealt with, it will eventually catch up to you. It could be something as simple as weight gain, which uh, 67% of the people uh, experience in the United States, and then that, of course, causes heart problems, diabetes, and other things. Um, or it can be take all the way to, uh, to the through the spectrum of, uh, physical ailments like like MS, Parkinson, lupus, fibromyalgia, all the way to cancer. So there's there again. I've yet to experience an illness that could not be traced back to a, an emotional source. I, I totally totally believe in that. In fact, doctors say I have a quote that I use in my workshops all the time, and particularly Dr. Eric Robbins, who's a board certified physician, says. One of, the, one of these days, the medical community will wake up and realize that the cause of 85% of all illnesses is um, uh, unresolved emotional issues. And when they do, they'll use EFT in their practice every day, as I do. That's a quote from Excellent. a medical doctor. And, and think about the um, pharmaceutical commercials that are out there. You, you've got to know that their marketing is all based on where is the emotional trigger for these people. What they say, what they do in these commercials, it's all based on what, where is this going to hit you emotionally? Because then we, even if we don't have the disease at that point or have the need for that medication at that time, if they hit us at the right level, we may feel 
we will need that medication. Right, and the, the, the medications are going toward dealing with the symptoms, not fixing the cause. So it's like taking cold medications. It dries up the, up the cough or the nasal congestion, but it doesn't fix the cause, which is the virus, which is very hard to deal with. You can actually deal with viruses with EFT. But EFT, with EFT, we look at almost everything somebody brings us as an issue. As, this, as a symptom for something. If somebody comes to me and says, I'm, I'm angry, that's a symptom for something that happened. What are you angry about? Well, because my sister betrayed a secret to me, to my parents about me, and um, so I'm really furious with her. Well, then you deal with that fury. You don't just talk about how bad you feel. You deal with that, tap on that anger from her and the situation how, where it happened and dissipate that, and the anger and frustration resentment goes away. Going back to the root cause, it's the it's the basis of all, the way medicine totally needs to be. Right, and I've dealt with people that have harbored um, an issue of grief or shame or betrayal or a heartache or whatever it might be for years and years and years after you know doing all kinds of therapy about it, and, and they still can't. They're going, I can't let it go. That's because it's just become part of their identity. And, and I don't mean to be too, too chatty here, but I wanted to go back to something Jocelyn said and you said about wanting to change. There are definitely people out there, and children included, that don't want to change. They don't want to let go of something, one, because it's part of their identity, it's all, they, all they've ever known, and two, it serves them in some reason, in some way. In other words, they get special attention from it, and people become where they kind of like that. And I don't mean that in an... Uh, in a negative way, I mean, it's not a judgmental thing. It's, it's they really can't help it. It's sort of programmed into their subconscious by that time. This is who I am, and I'm afraid to do anything to change it because at least I know what I am. Right. That's very powerful. Tell our listeners today how they can get better training on this. How they can get in for more information. We have two minutes left. So. Okay. There's so much information out there now on EFT. Uh, I use my website as a training tool all the time. I'm LK, LKCoaching.com. L is in Lindsay, K is in Kenny. Coaching.com. And there I have a free stuff page on there. It's called Free Stuff. It's got lots of uh, free things to download, articles, material, and audios. Uh, you can also go, uh, I also have pages of frequently asked questions that people can go to, FAQs page. That's just lots of just about anything you can ask. Will EFT work on whatever? And the answer to that is yes, <laughs> whatever the whatever <laughs> is. Um, you can also go to emofree.com, E-M-O-free.com. That's Gary Craig, the founder's website, emofree.com. They have, they have the video that they, they have. Did. tons of, uh, of uh, he has dozens of very powerful DVDs I've that teach how to use can you, can you download that from his? No, those are things you purchase. Now, you can download a lot of audios from my website. You can, okay. You can download free ones, or you can purchase CDs, or you can purchase downloadable audios from teleclasses that teach uh, all kinds of different subjects. And there are under the products on my page and on Gary's. He's, he's very prominently displayed. By the way, there's an introduction video right on his website and on the front page of mine. It's about a seven minute documentary. I'm on it. Um, oh, really? It explains about a little bit about EFT. Lots of um, testimonials and stories on there. They're pretty powerful. I, I think I've seen that one. Okay, I'm, I'm going to look for you now. Uh, this has been fantastic. Thank you, Lindsay, so much for joining us today. Thank you, Betsy. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Go download some information and start practicing your EFTs today. Thanks for being a part of the show. Bye-bye.
The Sensory Learning Center would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Betsy or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks.